Matthew chapter number 11, and um, the Bible says in verse number 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. Ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. What I want to bring to you this morning is this, yoked up with Jesus, yoked up to Jesus. By the way, every one of us in this room, whether you realize or not, you're yoked to something. You're yoked, you're attached to something. Uh, It's either you and your sin, or it's you and your Savior. It's a choice that we have to make. And uh, we're going to look at this today, but I want you to see that Jesus wants us to be yoked up with him, because he wants to make the burden light and easy. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for the day. God, thank you for the good music and the singing. God, may it glorify you. May it lift you up. May you be well pleased with it all. Now, Lord, we ask for your Holy Spirit's presence and your great power. Would you work in hearts? Would you do what man cannot? And Lord, would you speak to our hearts through your Spirit? May there's something there that we need to... uh, to change, or we need to allow you to change in us and through us. And so, Father, maybe there's someone here today that they're yoked to sin, and the sin is their master and has taken them places that they don't want to be. Maybe they uh, just need to come to Jesus Christ and trust him as their Lord and Savior. May today be the day for them. Now, Lord, we just bless the reading and the preaching of your word, and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. As we look this, like I said, we're all... Every one of us are yoked. We're attached to something. Uh, In the book of Galatians, chapter number 5 and verse number 1, it says this, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherein Christ hath made us free. I'm so glad, now think about this, I'm so glad that Jesus Christ makes us free. We don't have to be continually yoked to sin. We don't have to be bound by sin. So Christ has made us free, and it says, And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. See, the unsaved are in this yoke, but I want you to get this, Christians. Christians can go return back to the yoke. Christians can go back to what they were set free from. And that's not what Christ wants for you and I. And as we're looking at this, and I got this picture up here because I want you to get this uh, visually. I want you to see this. I want you to see this yoke, this yoke that is there. Let me give you a little bit What is a yoke? And it's mentioned here in verses 29 and 30. Uh, Here's what the definition. It's a piece of timber, and you can see this up here. It's a piece of timber hollowed or made curving near each end. It's got the fitted bows, and it's for receiving the necks of oxen, which, which means two are connected for drawing, for pulling, this is used to pull or to carry heavy loads. And this is, this is during biblical times. But here's with what I'm going to share with you today. Jesus wants us to yoke up with him. He wants us, by the way, when you get yoked up with Jesus, and when you trust Jesus Christ and your Savior, and you say, hey, this is what, I want to be attached to you. I want to be one with you. What they would do during biblical times, when they would put an ox, two oxes together, they would put one that was a mature ox. That was the one who would begin to teach the younger, the immature ox, 
would teach them, hey, this is how you pull. This is when you stop. This is when you rest. They would do that for a purpose. And the purpose that Christ wants for us to yoke up with him, because he is the one who has all the strength. Have you ever got tired? Has your strength ever got weak? Yeah, every one of us is. But he is the one, if we go with him, he's the one saying, hey, I'll take the load, just come and go with me. Just listen to me. Just obey me. Just communicate with me, and we'll see this a little bit more. So this yoking up, this being yoked with Jesus Christ, it's very important. First of all, we see in the verse number 28, we see the beginning of that, it says, come. That's an invitation. If I said, Abdiel, come to my house, that's an invitation. That's, you know what that's saying? I want you to be there. I want you to approach. I want you to come. And so he's given us the invitation to come. He wants us to draw nigh to him. But then he goes on and he gives us more. Not only does he want us to draw nigh to him, but he gives us direction. He said, come unto me. He gives us direction. We know where to go to. We're to go to Jesus Christ. He says, come unto me. But where? He says, unto me. I'm so glad that God is not a racist God. God's not a God of partiality. God says, I want everybody. He says, come unto me, all ye that are burdened and heavy laden. God doesn't pick and choose. I'm so glad he doesn't say, you're the smart ones. Come on. You the intelligent. You the, the, you the good looking. I'm so glad God wants everybody. And he's given everybody in this room an invitation to come and yoke up with him. Whether it's through salvation or whether it's through the Christian life. And he, he desires all. So let's go continue on. I'm going to break some of these things down and try to be a help to you. You say, why are you into this? Why did God, God spoke to my heart. It's so easy in life, and every one of us in this room, you're busy. You have things to do. I don't care if you're retired, you still have things to do. And you know what? Those things that you have and that I have in our lives, if we're not careful, they can burden us down. They can become overwhelming. They can become stressful. And the Lord Jesus Christ gives us a solution for it. He gives us help and the help that he wants to give. And let me go through this. As I'm going through the scripture, it says, come unto me, and it goes, all ye that labor. The word labor is burden. Now listen to this. It means to toil. It means to work. That's what it means, to work, to labor. It's to be burdened. You say, what does work mean? Here's what it means. It means the exertion of muscular strength or bodily exertion which occurs, occasions, excuse me, which which occasions weariness. Let me give you an illustration of this. My nephews and and nieces, and uh, we we had the opportunity to get away for a week, and we went went to Orlando. And uh, they said, hey, hey, uh, hey, Uncle Steve, let's play tennis. Okay. All right, and so next thing I know, I have a tennis rack in my hand. Did not stretch out one bit. I just went into tennis mode. Well, let me tell you something. It wasn't very long. There was some weariness. By the way, the next day, there was a great exertion of the muscles. I felt every one of them. And the hips where you got to move quickly to try to get those balls, you know, you're trying to hit them, Wow. But you know what that was? That was labor. It was work. It was effort. And by the way, anything worth doing is going to take effort and it's going to take work. And by the way, that's how God designed it. That's when he put Adam and Eve in the garden. He told Adam, he says, take care of the garden. God started work. He wanted him to labor. 
He wanted him to get at it. And it says, so it says, all ye that labor. What is labor? I said it's a burden. A load typically, and it's heavy. So I want to give you an illustration here. And uh, I got to go over here. I hid this because I didn't want you all to see it. But this here is a backpack. And this backpack, as you can see, it's got some weight in it. This is what the typical Christian does. They carry their own weight. They try to do things in their own strength. They get frustrated, and after a period of time, after all a lot of laboring, it gets heavy, and the back starts hurting, and there's weariness. You say, what are some of those burdens? I'm glad you asked. You're going to see some of the burdens. If I find the right zipper. Here's some of the burdens that we, have, we tend to carry. Family burdens. Family burdens. You say, what are family burdens? Maybe there's something, uh, illness in your family. Maybe there's the decision of what are you going to do, health care for someone. What if there's a wayward child? What if there's, maybe there's just a little discord in the family. There's a little fussing or feuding. That's a burden. By the way, here's, here's my burdens. It's a, it's a brick. It's something that, hey, and by the way, it begins to make you weary. Let's continue on. Here's, here's some more of them. A family burden. What about responsibility burdens? That's the burden of your vehicle. That's that payment. It's keeping up with it. It makes sure the oil change. What about the home responsibility? What about the job responsibility? You, you, you begin to see how this begins to weigh down. What about this? The financial burdens. Car payments. House payments. What about this one? School tuition. You know, a lot of people will sacrifice their kids for stuff. Are you hearing me? They'll sacrifice. Let me tell you something. Please don't be one of those. Your grandkids or your kids, don't sacrifice your kids for stuff. They're more important. Yes, you might have to pay tuition to have them in a good place like here, this school here. Yes, it might, you might not be able to have all the things, but you know what? That, is a, that can become a burden. But I'm telling you, it's one that you'll never regret. Financial burdens. What about work burdens? You got deadlines. You got difficult, maybe coworkers. Maybe you got a difficult boss. Uh, different things that take place at work. You have pressures. What about this one? Relational burdens. Relational burdens. It's it's the burdens that you as you meet people from place to place. I went a couple Saturday, not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before. And I went to uh, visit Jerry Cox in the hospital. And lo and behold, um, I had this guy start talking to me. I have people come up and talk to me just for no reason at all. I don't know what it might, if I have a sign on me, say, come talk to me or what. But uh, this guy in the elevator, he noticed I had my badge on from the jail. And it says vendor on it. He said, it says vendor, what do you sell? Well, I said, I don't sell anything. Uh, I began to share with him what I did. And I uh, spent about 20 minutes and you know what? He found out he was a believer in Christ, but he had, he's struggling with addiction. Forty years, he said he's been clean of alcohol, but he, still, he says, I still struggle. And you know what? Even with that person just meeting him there, that's a relationship that's developed. 
and there's relationship burdens that begins to take place, then when you begin to meet these people and the things that they ask and the things that they, how you might be able to help them, continue on with these burdens, health burdens. Maybe you're in chronic pain. I think about uh, um, Betty Hinton. Wow. Poor, that lady, the, the pain and the things she goes through. That's a burden. That's weighing down on her. That's a struggle. Uh, maybe it's cancer. Uh, maybe it's some silent burdens. You say, what are silent burdens? Maybe it's stress. Could it be fear? By the way, people can't see your fear. They can't see your fear. But it doesn't mean that it's not there. Could it be the burden of anxiety? What about this one? The burden of perfectionism. Can't do things right. Nobody can do it to suit you. What about the burden of tension or worry and grief? And by the way, there's also ministry burdens. There's a lot of burdens that can be carried. And those, burden, those ministry burdens can vary. They can be a Sunday school class. It could be a deacon uh, and the deacon's responsibility. It can be these guys in the back of the sound room. There are a lot of burdens. What do they do? What do those burdens do? Well, it says, come unto me, all ye that labor, that work, that are carrying burdens. And then it says another statement. It says, heavy laden. Heavy laden. The word laden means to load, to put on, uh, to burden as fright. Freight uh, is, is to press hard. And so, by the way, when people begin to ask you to do things and you have all these burdens that you're carrying, it begins to weigh you down. Now, what takes place? What takes place with this? Here's what takes place with this. First of all, you begin to get weary. When you're in a lot of pain, when you're carrying burdens on a continual basis, you begin to get weary. Having What is weary? It's having the strength much exhausted by toil and violent exertion. The Bible says in Galatians 6, 9, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Let me tell you something. When you are constantly carrying the burden, it begins to wear on you. And before long, you can't handle it anymore. And you just begin to collapse, and you begin to get weary. And then the next thing that takes place is you get weak. What is weak? It means you get feeble of mind. Not only does it affect your body, but now it affects your mind. It affects your thinking. It affects your thinking, and now you're not thinking right, and you're also, you're already tired. By the way, what is the one of the things that's taking place with COVID? The COVID, when it comes, it affects your body, and before long, it can affect you mentally, and it exacts you of your strength. You just don't have the strength, and you can't do it. Maybe the Lord's trying to teach us something through this. Stop trying to carry your burdens. Yoke up with Jesus Christ. But I have great news. See, you don't have to continue to carry those burdens. You don't have to continue to go after it. By the way, when I began to do this, and as I began to study this, this passage and begin to think about it, for long I'm, I'm realizing I am carrying the load, and the Lord says, you don't have to carry the load. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. Yoke up with me and let me help you. See, we have a burden bearer. The burden bearer is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the one who is, bear, has, is bearing our burdens. Uh, 
And here's where it says, I will give you rest. I, I, the more I'm getting around Pastor Lytell, the more I'm getting in songs. You know, you know how he says he likes to sing? I'm not going to sing for you, so don't worry, okay? But I'm understanding more, and I'm seeing more, and I'm relating. And what has helped me with this is when I go to the jails and prisons, I sing with the men. Now, it's not good, but we sing. Um, and one of the things I try to do is, and I know you do this, but you try to relate the song to what the message is going to be. What are you doing? You're preparing the mind and the heart. And as I begin to do this, and as I'm preparing, it's just the songs, and I'm seeing what God is doing. But let me give you the song that God put on my mind about this passage. It's, it's this. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Listen to this. Days are filled with sorrow and care. Hearts are lonely and drear. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Jesus is very near. Cast your care on Jesus today. Leave your worry and fear. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Jesus is very near. The last verse, the third verse. Troubled soul, the Savior can see. Every heartache and tear, burdens are lifted at Calvary. Jesus is very near. See, Jesus Christ wants to take that burden. He wants you to yoke up with him. And as we continue in this passage of Scripture, in Matthew chapter number 11, we see the come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And here's what he says. He says, take my yoke. Take my yoke upon you. And he says, he goes on and says, for I am meek and lowly in heart. You say, what does Christ want us to do once we yoke up? Here's what he wants. He wants us to learn of him. Remember I told you they would put the two oxen together? The older would teach the younger and would prepare them and show them? Well, Jesus says, look at this. You, you yoke up with me and learn of me. What are you to learn? See, the meek, a meek person is a person who has strength or power, but it's under control. The meek person learns, now get this, to submit to the burden bearer. See, the burden bearer is the ones that's pulling the load, and you're just attached, and you're with him, and you're just beginning to learn how to do things, and you submit. And if he says stop, you stop. If he says pull, he pu- you start pulling. And he, that's the submission. Boy, that's an issue, and he wants us to learn that. But it says this, the burden bearer pulls the load while the other one, you ready? You know what they learn? Unity. Have you ever tried to carry something with somebody, and as you're carrying it, you're carrying the whole load, and they're just got their hands on it and look like they're doing something? You know what I'm talking about? You ever try to move somebody, in a, you know, whether you're, they're moving from place to place, and, and that happens. You know what? Jesus is the one that's carrying the whole load. He just wants us to put, a, put our hands on it and go with him. He wants us to help just be with him. You know what he's wanting? It's the unity. What is unity? It's oneness. It's oneness of mind. As you're yoked up with Jesus Christ, he does the carrying, and you begin to learn the unity. And then as you're yoked with him, you begin to learn. By the way, as you begin to pull the load, and as you're going with him, you begin to learn to communicate. If you're going to move something, if you're moving heavy things, you better learn how to communicate with one another. If you don't learn how to communicate, it's going to make the job a lot easier. 
And by the way, the more we began to communicate with, our, with the Lord Jesus Christ, the easier it becomes. But not only does he want us to, as he helps to carry, not only does he want us to communicate, but the commitment. Are you willing to go with him? Are you willing to yoke up with him? And then at the end, what can we get? We can get the confidence that the one that we're yoked to, we can trust. That's what it's all about. By the way, we're yoked in marriage. We're yoked up. We become one. And there's a oneness there. And so God wants this. So let's continue on. Not only do we see as the burden bearer is Jesus Christ, but what does this burden bearer provide? It, he provides and teaches as we learn of him, we learn unity. But it continues on. There's some other things that he provides and that he teaches. Um, in the scripture here, it says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, this is Galatians 6.1, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one, now get this, in the spirit of meekness. That's so important. Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. So what he's beginning, he's saying, hey, be meek. When, so, when somebody messes up, don't kick him in the side. Don't, don't throw him down. He says, hey, be meek. Care about them. Love them. Help them out. And we're going to see how he, how he wants us to do that. It says, we must be meek and lowly in heart. Otherwise, we are unfit to be taught by Christ. Pastor Strange in Sunday school was said, be preachable. Be preachable. Well, we also need to be teachable. Amen? God wants us to be teachable. Are you willing to learn what the, the yoke bearer or the bear, burden bearer wants us to do? He wants us to be teachable. What's he want us to learn? Well, he wants to learn an empty vessel can be filled, but vessels that are already full can receive no more. The man who knows his own emptiness can receive, no, this is so important, can receive abundance of knowledge, wisdom, and grace. God will provide strength to serve him through the knowledge of him. It says in 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In this passage, it links knowledge and grace together. We weary ourselves of service when we attempt without knowledge. Let me give you an illustration. I got, I'm going to use my, my son back there. I'm going to use him as the illustration. You know, Branson works for Troy, and what does he do? He cleans stones and polishes them. Now, it took a period of time when he first started working there. It took it a period of time they began to train him. What is the training? The training is knowledge. The training is knowledge to know how to clean a stone. See, you and I, we might have a stone, and if we, pour, we begin to pour something on there that shouldn't be, it could destroy or ruin that stone. Something's very costly. But he has the knowledge. He knows what to do. This passage of Scripture, what it is saying is to grow in the knowledge. We need to learn more about Jesus Christ. We need to know what he wants. We need to know where he wants us to go and what he wants us to say. He wants us to desire to learn. Learn the information, um, anything you can get. My wife's granddad, he would always say this. This was his motto. This is what he would say every time we got around. And he said, learn all you can. Learn all you can. 
Well, you know what? We need to learn all we can about God and what he wants and how he wants us to serve him. We better grow in our knowledge. Knowledge, that's the information that we learn and we have the desire to learn. So we will receive knowledge, and here it is, here's the important part, and apply it. This process can make the load or these burdens easier to bear. Why? Because you've got the burden bearer, but you also have the knowledge because you're learning how to pull with Christ, how to walk with him. When you're learning, it can make the job easier and the task easier. And here's what I like about it. Jesus doesn't ask anything of you that he's not willing to do of himself. Here it is. You say, prove it. Luke 2.52. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. He increased in wisdom and knowledge. He, he wanted this. He had a desire. Wisdom is this. It's the right use or exercise of knowledge. You know what? So many people know so much, but they, don't, they do very little. Did you hear that? So many people know much, but they do very little. That's not wisdom. God wants us to have this wisdom. He wants us to have this knowledge of him. He wants to apply things to our life. And I will say this, normally when I'm carrying the burden, I'm walking in my own wisdom, but he wants me to walk in his wisdom. What else does this provide? Not only does it provide knowledge, not only does it provide wisdom, but it also provides grace. Grace. What is grace? Grace is unmerited favor, or like I like to say, it's receiving good we don't deserve. Christ, serving in Christ's yoke, no way exempts us from suffering. But let us not forget that our fellow yoke mate fully understands, you ready? The suffering, the language of suffering. In Hebrews 4.15, For we have a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. He not only understands our suffering, but here it is. You ready? He speaks to us in grace. He speaks to us in grace. As we see this, if we're to serve in Christ's yoke, we, most, we must both understand and speak this beautiful language that the barren burden has given us, and it's the grace bomb. You say, the grace bomb, what are you talking about? The bomb that Christ gives us through this grace, it helps the pain. It's like this, you have a blister. And you think about this, if you're pulling there and there's a heavy load, after a period of time, it can begin to wear. And the burden bearer, not, he knows that pulling a load can be, bring suffering. It can bring pain. And as the burden bearer, he cares about us. What he'll do is he'll give us the balm of grace. He'll put a little bit of that ointment on there to soothe the pain, but also to heal the hurt. And that's what Christ wants us to do. He wants us to do that. You say, wants us. That's why God wants us to speak this language of grace to others. Um, that's why here at Gospel Baptist Church and at Reformers Unanimous, that's why we take people for where they're at, whatever their circumstances, whatever. By the way, people have addictions, people have problems, people have bad habits. People, have, You know what they don't need? They don't need you to say, well, I figured you would do this. This is what your parents did. This is what, they don't need that. They need you, someone to speak to them in grace. 
And see, if you're pulling, if you're in the wrong yoke, you're not going to speak grace. But when you're with in unity in Christ, and you're growing in the knowledge of him, and you're applying what you learn, now he's enabling you to speak grace. I get the opportunity, and I get the opportunity to go into the jail, and I've learned this because Christ is teaching me this. See, I can go, and when I go in there, when I go, for instance, when I go into a pod, men will begin to say, chap, chap, chap. They begin to want all types of different things. And they can, and by the way, it can become burdensome because I try to remember. I can't remember anymore. This is my brain. And I begin to write it down. But here's what I get to say. And I mean this, and God is teaching me this, and I'm thankful. I get the privilege to serve these men. You know why? Because God wants me to show them the language, the love language of grace. Do they deserve it? Did I deserve it? No. But he didn't talk down. Jesus Christ, the yoke bearer, he doesn't talk down to us. But he gives us his grace and he speaks it to us. And that's what it's about. Giving that grace to others. The language of grace contains the words of life, hope, and healing. As labor together with God we have the privilege of directing hurting hearts to the only one who can bear their burdens and heal their wounds. What are we to do? I think about this. You ever think about Pastor Lytell? You ever think about all that he does? He preaches. He teaches Sunday school. He writes uh, wisdom for your walk. He writes in the, um, the devotional. Call to glory. He does all the, you ever think about how does, how does he do all this? And I also, as I was going through this message, I thought about Dr. Crabb. Dr. Crabb is, is a medical doctor. He, he is a, uh, a, he writes books. He's involved with RU. Uh, he does, I mean, now he's teaching there at West Coast. You ever think about how do they do that? Well, you know what it is? They're yoked up. See, it's amazing what you can do when you get with the one who bears burdens. You don't have to bear the burdens. He just wants you to come with him and learn that unity and learn of him. Learn to be meek and lowly in heart. That's what he wants. And he wants us to speak that grace to others. The Bible says this in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, And he said unto me, My grace, now get this, is sufficient, is. You know what that means? It's active. It's ready. I was reading about, and forgive me, I don't don't remember the man's name, but he was a pastor. And this pastor had just lost his youngest child. The child ended up dying in an accident. And as he was, he was, he sat down and he was preparing a message to preach to his people, and he was on this passage of Scripture here, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And as he was there and he was looking through that, he said, and he said to me, my grace is. Can you imagine the wounded heart that this father was going through? Can you imagine the burden that he was carrying? But as he was thinking about that, he would looked at this verse and says, is sufficient. And here's, he stopped right as he was preparing and said, Lord, 
give me and help me to receive that grace right now. And he did, and God helped him. But the grace that God gives, it's a balm that brings healing, brings comfort, and brings help. The Bible says this in closing as we begin to bring this down. In Galatians 6.2, not only are we to yoke up with him, but we're also to bear one another's burdens. We're to bear one another's burdens, as it says that in that verse, and so fulfill the law of Christ. God's word will enable us, and it's a, it's a mind of grace. The words we speak and the heart behind them have a tremendous power to lift the burdens of others. Lifting loads is not only our privilege, but it's our responsibility. These are times when others need us the most. If you desire to serve the burden bearer, and if you've committed to serve in his easy yoke, I challenge you, seek out and minister to those who are suffering and hurting. As someone once said wisely, speak to the broken and you'll always have an audience. But determine to both learn and speak the language of grace. Those verses right there, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I love this part, I will give you rest. He'll give you the rest. You know what rest? It can be in increments. It can be a short period of time. But he'll give you the rest that you might continue on. I encourage you, maybe you're here and you're loaded with burdens. By the way, I know each of us are different. None of us are the same. But burdens are lifted at Calvary. Remember when you got saved? How many people have you heard say, when I got saved, I felt like a load was taken off of my... It was. The load of sin. But may the Lord help us as believers not to keep picking up the load. To yoke up with Jesus Christ. Let's have your heads bowed and eyes closed. Father, we thank you for the opportunity. Holy Spirit of God, would you do what only you can do? Father, I can't do anything. I can share and give and do my best, but may you do the rest. Thank you that you can. Thank you for your word, how it's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. God, I pray for those here. Maybe they're burdened. They're weighted down. They're tired. They're weary. They're ready to give up. God, may you give them strength. May you encourage their hearts. God, may they yoke up with you today. May they realize that you'll give them rest and you'll make the burden easy and light. Why? Because we can do all things through Christ, which strengthen us. Thank you for that strength. Thank you for your love. May you help us to speak that balm of grace to others and bear others' burdens besides our own, Lord, because you want to bear ours, casting all our care upon you for you care for us. Thank you. Bless this time and the invitation. We'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.